0: Live.
1: God bless, God bless, and welcome to young and women in God's world ministry to our Bible study, where our teacher is Pastor Nadine Riley, washington Hello, Pastor, are you here? I love it. Well we'll be waiting on the Pastor. I'm here. He,
0: I'm here. As we usually All right,
1: pastor. You. pastor. Pastor here. As we usually we do, we just open up with prayer. Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We just ask you, Father, to touch the line tonight in a mighty way, Father God. Father God, we ask you to bless the woman of God, that she may share your word and bring understanding to your word, that everyone may receive something something beneficial to their spirit, to move on in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you. We just thank you for all you have done, all you see i all you done, all you will do. And most of all, we thank you for being God all by yourself. So Father God, we just ask you that the woman of God sit down and let you stand up and do more of you than is her heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Amen. amen.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I, I'm traveling at the time, so I'm going to do this real quick. Our announcement is every uh, Monday night we have Bible study here at 8 o'clock with Pastor Nadine Valley, Washington. Please come join her. Bring your family members, everybody. On Wednesday night, you come back and join her in God's revival. This month's revival. Whew, is a new beginning, so please come and join um, our speaker on Wednesday night.
0: We can who,
1: the speaker is. who is the speaker Wednesday night? Amen. Who is, Amen. Who, is the, who is the
2: speaker Wednesday night, Pastor? Oh, I do apologize. Lord have mercy.
0: Just a second, please, Pastor. Hold on. Just one second. Went to
2: another world for a minute
1: there. All right. Well, we do ask you all to come join our speaker on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. The pastor will give us her name in a minute. Also, please. Is it Linda mm-hmm. Porter?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Linda Porter will be. Evangelist Linda Porter. Please come join the evangelist. I'm telling you. You have a powerful time with the woman of God. In the name of Jesus. She is she is awesome, powerful woman of God. In the name of Jesus come and 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 walk with her in the word to uh walk with her in the word on uh on um on, on Wednesday night, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, baby. you know. In the name
2: of Jesus, baby.
1: thank you,
2: Jesus. Thank you. He will, share, he will
1: share a powerful word with you. And um, you're not having the open mic on Friday nights anymore right now in the season. So uh wait to uh the, to February when we will bring it back and look for y'all all to join us. Amen. Join us with the open light. So we look forward to y'all joining us on the open light ministry. In the name of Jesus.
2: In the name of Jesus, Lord. On Sunday night, you know what I'm Yeah. And on Sunday nights, we have a pastor. Uh, on Sunday I nights, we have yeah, an open light.
1: We have an open light. So, please come join us on the open light. i back the down in the train
2: station. Amen. I got you. I got you over there. I got you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And ladies and gentlemen, that will be, that concludes our announcements for the night. Tonight we will be going into the Bible study with p um first Peter chapter three. Um first Peters chapter three. We'll be talking about Peter and Peter and how he um, takes to unity, passion, teeth, and um Christians towards unity, compassion, peace and peace. And unto enemies. Hmm. He talks about having a clear conscience and not returning evil for evil. As as we go through the book of the chapter, chapter 3 of the book of 1 Peter, we'll find about uh, how we are to be encouraged and uh, how he poses the example of Christ who punished the old world for their disobedience in the days of Noah, but how, yes, he still redeemed them. So let us start in the
0: first
2: the first verse of chapter 3. The King James reads, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your husbands, that if any obey, not the word, they also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. And I said I would read uh, verses 1 and 2 together. So it says in King James, while they behold their chase, conversation coupled with fear. I believe that um, the Apostle Peter here is explaining what our duties are as wives and husbands, or shall we say as husbands and wives, He says that as wives, we, we, I'm talking about me, and those on the line that are wives should be submissive to our husbands and allow him to lead us. In Ephesians 5 and 23, the Bible tells us that the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, just as Jesus leads and guides the church. Wives, we are to allow our husbands to lead and guide us. Now, there will be some husbands that are disobedient to the word of God, but if they see it in you, how you're striving to live and walk unto the word of God, word of God, it will allow our husbands to see it in our actions, our actions and in our deeds, the way that we walk, the way that we talk, the way that we carry ourselves that could make a change in our husbands, that could make a change, that will make a change in our husbands. I'm going to read verses 3, 4, and 5 together. Is there anyone that would like to um, give a comment about verses 1 and 2 with um, about the wives being submissive to their husbands, to our husbands? Is there anyone? Okay,
1: I'll
2: go on to read verses 3. Yes,
1: four, yes, yes, Go yes, ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> let me just say one real quick. Uh, I'm it going is, it is, to the triangle go by. I don't wait to, to go by. But it, it's letting you know one thing, that don't be offended because your husband ain't where he's supposed to be. But let him see the cause of Christ in you, It'll win him over to turn over. Whether it's a believing husband or an unbelieving husband. That that He's that hungry. your husband could be won by your character. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. That that he could be won by your character. And and don't let and you know, there's a lot of women, their husbands sit home and look at T V on Sunday and stuff like that but they still are submissive and treat him and show him no matter what you do, I'm still gonna treat you just like the king. Yeah. And her treating him like that no matter what. he should to stand in the times of Christ in her, and it will persuade him to want to join her and come mm-hmm. to church or change his evil. Amen. That's what
2: exactly. Amen.
1: Oh.
0: Verses,
2: I was trying not to be too long, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm just starting out, so I don't want to wind up too much. Verse 3 goes, Whose adorning let it not be, that outward adorning of plaiting the hair, and the weaving of gold, or of putting on apparel? But let it be the hidden end of the heart, in that which was not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Five so reads, For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being a suggestion unto their own husbands. Peter tells us his wife that we should be concerned about, we should not be concerned, we should be concerned about our inner beauty, not how we look so much on the outside. Now, he's not saying that, um, that we should go out looking any other any old way. We shouldn't go outside looking a hot nest. But we must keep our priorities in, in line. We must keep our priorities in line. We must strive to have a meek and humble spirit first. You know, you can be you can be sharp to the nines, but if your spirit is all jacked up and if you are not displaying in your manner of talk and the way you treat people, a child of God then that dress means nothing. It means nothing. I mean, your hair could be all sharp. Your braids could be nice. You can have a nice weave. You can even have a real jewelry and not just costume jewelry. You got the nicest suits and not just the suits from Ross in Philadelphia, but suits also, you can have suits from, you can order, you to order the ladies' suits, as they call them, the first ladies' suits, for $159 or 200 But that's all nice and dandy. But, again, if you personally do not have Jesus in your heart and all you're displaying to the world is your nice your nice dress and your nice hair and your nice jewelry, you're winning no one to the kingdom. And you're definitely not going to win your husband, as the bishop just said, you're, un, you're an equally yoked husband. Your husband is not saved the one you probably married before you came back to church. But know this, notice, Like I said, I personally love to dress up, but I have that inner peace within me. So I'm asking you ladies to have that inner peace within you and share your love, share it with your loved ones and others, not just how you dress. Let your husband see that inner peace. Let him see that, okay, you want to serve God because of the type of person that you are, the personality that you're showing, how you are showing what are showing him if you show him a master, why should he want to serve God? But if also you want him to if you're going to if you respect him, you'll get a lot more out of him. you will get a lot more out of him i I said it says in first Corinthians thirteen and two I have nothing. You see, Christian women back in Peter's time put their trust and their faith in God, and God had Peter, Paul to instruct us on how to go about being able to accept our husband's authority. We have to accept his authority if we truly are women of God, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as Jesus was, Jesus was the husband, and the church was the bride. We are. We are the bride and our husband is in charge of us. He because, um man was made in the image of Jesus. So we have to we have to. We have to learn how to be submissive. We have to learn how to let our husbands be in charge. When I go to verse six oh here I go. Is there anyone on the line that has a comment? Bishop, do you have a comment? In verse six, it says, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughter ye are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Seven, likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto a weaker vessel, and as being hairs together of the grace of life, that your prayers, your prayers not be hindered. In verse six in verse we in first six we what is what verses six is telling us is we have to learn that because Sarah was the most distinguished of the patriarch's wives, her example is like what we today would expect of a first lady when you were a first lady in a church, you should set that example you should set this like we should set an example as a wife, we should set an example. Yes, our husbands run the home, but we should be that example. We should look nice. Now I'm not talking all fancy and everything, but we should look nice. We should look respectable. We should dress modest. We should leave something to the imagination. It says that Sarah had a great amount of respect for her husband Abraham, and this is the respect that the Lord expects of his daughters us to have and to show to our to our husbands. Wives, our respect for our husbands our respect for our husbands must begin at home. Sarah looked at and treated Abraham as the master of her life, but that treatment must be at home and continue out into the streets. The church and wherever the two of you go out in the public, we as wise as believers must Set the standard, just as Sarah did back then, we must do it now, because we are the daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just as he was pleased with her then, he will also be pleased with us now. We must set that standard. We must set it. And this, too, is what the Lord expects of our husbands, the in the Lord Jesus Christ. They, too, must be their stand-up men in the Lord, showing their wives respect, wherever they are at. But it has to, I said it again, it has to begin at home. The husband has to show their respect at home and then carry it with him. If everything starts at home, it starts at home. Why, as I know for some of us, it can be a struggle with our husbands, but this is what our Lord has written for us to do and for them to do as well. And we must. They must be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will take care of the rest of it. If we be obedient, if we trust in the Lord, even if we got that unequally yoked husband or that husband is not saved or that husband is, don't know how to speak to you or that husband just treats you bad, or even if you got that wife that don't have no respect for you and treat you in any old kind of way, we have to let the Lord fight for us. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about that situation because you're in it now. Pray about it. You can't just run and drop everything and get a divorce. It doesn't happen like that. God say you have to respect that man. God say you have to respect that woman. But you give it much prayer. Give it much, much prayer because we are quick to run and get a divorce. Even Christians, not just the secular people, but Christians and women, are we run to get a divorce fast and so do our men. But we have to keep in mind the one thing, the world is watching us to see what example we set. And why would they want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ that we believe in and we say we follow and we acting just like them? Why? I don't get it. I don't understand. Is there anyone on the line that has a comment or would like to share anything? In verses 3, I mean, in verses 8 through 10, it says, "We Be ye all of one mind, having compassion one for another, love as the brethren, be pitiful, be courageous, not rendering evil, evil for evil or railing for railing or contrary blessings, knowing ye should inherit a blessing. In, in eight, we, it, it, what it boils down to is that we, as believers, individuals that say that we love the Lord, we should start displaying it to each other. We have to love each other with an agape love, a love that is unconditional, because everybody ain't gonna always do right. Whether we're husband, whether we're wife, whether we're man, whether we're woman, whether we're child, grandparents. Whatever, we're not always going to be right, but we have to. As Christians, we have to learn how to love each other regardless. We have to learn how to show that love, show that love, not say it to their face and then go behind their back and show someone something else about them. We're always going to like, um, dislike each other or in one way or another, something they we say or something that they do. It's always going to be something. We live in the world, so we're going to be, um, as being amongst the world, we're going to take on some of their traits. But as a Christian believer, we have to learn how to back away from it. We can't take, as it says, evil for evil. We can't do that. We can't take on the attributes, the ethics of this world. We cannot do that as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. I suggested that we should take on the fruits of the Spirit. We must learn how to love each other. We must learn how to be patient with each other. We must learn how to be gentle with each other in speaking and in physical contact. And nowadays, we must we have to be able to endure our friendships. Some of our friendships make you not want to be a Christian. Some of our friendships will, with even with our Christians, our fellow Christians, make you not want to be a friend. But. A lot of our friendships nowadays comes with long-suffering. I can personally testify to that. It comes with long-suffering. But if you are a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can shove it off. Shove it off your shoulder. Okay, they got there. But Lord Jesus, I'm believing in you, and I'm just going to keep praying for them. Because maybe, Lord, you put this here for a lesson from me. Or maybe it's something in them that you want me to see this in me. Maybe that's something that you need me to get rid of and you need me to see that that's in me, so maybe you letting them show it to me. So it's not always them. It's they showing us what we got in us. You understand? It's what the Lord wants us to see, to see what we have in us. So, yes, sometimes your friendships will be long-suffering, will be long-suffering. My God, my God. Then it talks about kindness, having kindness. Be kind to one another. Don't be vindictive. Be kind. Be nice. Be nice. It ain't, it ain't hard to be nice. Be nice. You're nice when you want something, be nice when you don't. And then it says, you have to watch, and watch the joy of it all. To show up, it says, what is that? Weeping man, Lord, for a night, but joy cometh in the morning light. Yes, however. We can we may enjoy it for the night. Mm. But if we hold on to God's unchanging hand, I promise you that the joy will come in the morning. Because I know for a fact that you know you might go you, you when you, at night you you might have had an argument or are just or with somebody and you might be angry you might you might be mad with them. But Lord the God says don't go to sleep on wrath. Don't go to sleep with wrath in your heart. Don't go to sleep with anger in your heart. He says, let it go. Forgive. I say a prayer every night. Lord, forgive me for anything I said, I did, or even thought that was not according to your word. Help me, Lord. Because you know what? In the morning, you actually do. You actually have forgotten what's going on. If you really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've forgotten what's going on. Or you decided to let it go. Or it ain't even that big anymore because it it went out your spirit. God, then removed it from your spirit. It says being mean to each other and getting revenge and assaulting each other can and will only bring about destruction to the heart and the mind, which controls the spirit. And do you know that being mean to each other and and taking revenge on each other, do you know it can be detrimental to your health? These things bring about stress. So I implore you right now, listen to what God had Peter to write in His Bible. We have to stop, stop being mean to each other. Think about what we're going to say before we say it. Don't say stuff that intentionally hurt someone. Watch what you're saying. Even if that person has hurt you, say do what Jesus said. Lord, forgive them because they know not what they do. They know not what they do. A lot of times people don't even realize that what they just said just cut you deep. But you have to pray about it. And God will give you a way to talk to them about it, a way to approach them. And that's coming up in the next couple of verses about how to approach people. In verses 10 and 11, it says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain. His tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no good, let him escrew evil and do good, let him speak peace and ensue it here in 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 the verses it says that to speak to all of us it speaks to us all the time these speak these verses please these verses speak to us all the time you know that life life happens. People say, "Oh, that's just a cliche." Listen, life happens. You don't know what's going to happen from day to day, from minute to minute, from second to second. You don't know. So life does happen, but we can be a part of how it happens, and a lot of times we play a big part in what happens and how it happens. If we watch what we what we say out of our mouth, mm, my lord. Watch what we say at the don't know. How, Watch how we speak to people. Watch how we treat people. Lord, have mercy. You have a f- feelings develop in your heart first, and then it travels through yeah, up into your mind. My God, now it's up to you how you react to it. You can re- re- either react as a true woman, a man of God, or a true believer, or... You can act as the world does. It's your choice. It, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, mm. it goes, once you let it out, once you let that anger, those words on the air, it's there. It stays right there in the atmosphere. Especially if it's words that hurt. It's there. It proceeded out your mouth. You might not even physically do anything to the person, but those words. Those words, and then we have acted upon what we think, and physically acted upon it. Or what you can do as a believer, you can let it die on your lips and evaporate into nothing. Don't even speak it when it's great. Come out your mouth, let it just die. Mm. Close your mouth, seal them. Listen, shut up, shut up, shut up. God gives us free will, a choice. We can either we can choose what we say. We don't have to say it. Oh, it just slipped out. You knew it was coming because your mind registered it first. You knew it was coming. You wanted it to come, but now you got that excuse talking about it just slipped out. Know what to say to people, even when people hurt you. You, like Jesus said, Father, they know not what they do. Ask them to forgive you, to forgive them. But you know what? People say, oh, they know what they were saying. And you know what? They they might know what they're saying, but because of the mindset that they got, they don't feel like they said anything wrong. So you, you have to strive. Mm. You have to strive. It is if you want to enjoy this life that you live, then you must not entertain those evil thoughts. Those evil thoughts, those words, those actions—my God—that proceed out your mouth for the way that you act to people. And indeed, you are with the seek for the peace, the peace of all understanding. Only God can give you if you trust in your heart to Him. Seek out that peace. Strive to hold on to it. Strive. It ain't easy because we, we live on this earth. But somehow it's making that easy because of who we are. We say we love the Lord, and then the next thing you know, we either cut somebody out. All right, now, I'm going to leave that alone. That's coming up, too. Is there anybody on the line that has any comments that they'd like to say, And please forgive me if I've gone a little fast and you didn't get a chance to speak up. Here's your chance right now. I don't mind sharing the air with no one. Here's your chance. If you have anything that you'd like to share right now, come on. Now
0: is the time. My Lord, my Lord, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm. Well, I'm gonna go on in verses
2: twelve to fifteen it says, "For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears his ears are open unto prayer, but the face of the Lord is against them that is evil, and who is he that will harm you if ye followers of that which is good, but if ye suffer." For righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of hope that is in you with meekness, my Lord. We be not deceived. Be not deceived. God is not mocking. God is watching us. He is watching every last one of us. God is watching you. He is watching us. He is watching us and proclaim his name. When we tell others that we believe in God, he's watching us. We believe in God and act a whole different way. God wouldn't act like that. But yet we're sitting there claiming I love the Lord and uh, on one side of your mouth and then the next side, y'all can't stand her. He over here talking about everybody, talking about somebody. You know, God, he is listening to our prayers. Mm. I didn't want to stay too long on that watching because I know there's a whole lot that can come out of it. That's a mouthful in itself. And I don't want the bishop to say, stop preaching. You're supposed to be teaching. I'm going to go on, I'm going to walk past it. He is listening to our prayers, whether they are said prestigiously, said with Christian cliches, which, by the way, a lot of people preach with now, they done went on the Christian cliches. They done forgot all about the word of God. They're giving you the cliches that they didn't heard in the church. Te- God hears your prayers with te- when tears are running down your face. God hears your prayers when you are humble. And even when you speak to him, he hears your prayers. But he also hears that prayer when you think he is a genie in a bottle. Mm. Know that God hears our prayers. He may not answer your prayers when you want them. He may not come when he wants them, but he's always right on time. He's right on time. He knows when you need it and when you don't. And we ain't talking about Santa Claus either. We're talking about God. He knows when you need it. He may may not answer your prayer in the way that you want him to. See, because he knows beforehand what you need, what you don't need. And what you might be asking for, he knows that you can't handle it. You're not either ready for it or that's not something that you need in your life. So God's not going to give it to you. He's not going to allow you to have it.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
2: Mm. He may not answer them the way we want and then there are some prayers that God counts as, a prayer, counsels as prayer, a prayer where you want God to bless your mess. He ain't doing that. If it ain't instructions from his books, if it ain't putting on the characteristics, the Christian ethics of God, he ain't answering it. You and your mess going to figure that out yourself. If you started it, you're going to finish it. God ain't going to finish it. You started that mess. Now you finish it. I'm going to tell you what God will do for you. He'll bring you out, but he ain't going to finish it to bring it to around to what you want it to be because he considers it necessary. So he's not going to okay it, So don't look for him to. He's not going okay. You can pray to your kids. It's not running down your nose. He ain't doing it. I'm telling you. He ain't doing it. I know. I prayed like that one time, and it never happened. Then I realized why. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's all I can say right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, do not bless anything that is against his word. Be not deceived, y'all. Well, we know that there are many that will harm you with words. Words and the things that they do to you. You know that. How many times have somebody said something to you? You can't believe that. Then you got the people that you're trying to be nice to and you're saying stuff to and they take and misinterpret Because, see you know why they misinterpret it? They already they already got a, a, a um I forgot that word. They already got something against you. So everything you say, they're gonna look look for something. They're gonna look for something too. They're gonna look for something to say that you're you're trying to be smart or look for something to say that you're you're hurting them or somewhere. Because they already don't like you. To those type of people, you gotta pray for, and keep that long arm and keep saying hi to them. Don't not speak to them. Love them anyway, but just don't get there and go back and forth with them. That's not God's way. That is not God's way. That's not God's way, people. That's not God's way. You got people that do stuff to you. People are going to do stuff to you till you take your last breath. See, they might steal your ring off your finger while you're laying in your bed, bed dying. Let me tell you something. Nowadays, you just don't know. But notice that God's got your back. You can have it. It's materialistic. You can have it. I don't need it that bad. I know that my father got me. I know know all the things that you meant for harm to me is a verse. All the things that you meant for harm to me, God covered me, so it didn't come about you thought you had me, but my Father who art in heaven, I will be thy name. He covered me, and he'll cover you too. But the Lord tells us to not be afraid or to be troubled. Don't be troubled in your spirit. Give it to God. Give it to God. Let God have it. take care of it. You don't have to be troubled. You don't have to deal with stuff that you don't want to that want to deal with. If it's something that's going to trouble your spirit, lay it at God's feet. Tell God, I can't deal with this. I can't. And don't don't think, okay, later on you to think about it. I'm going to go back and get it. I'm going to try to deal with it. No, if you give it to God, leave it there at the altar. Don't keep picking it up. And then don't keep coming to God with the same old stupidness. Don't keep doing it. Don't look foolish. Don't look foolish. Mm, mm, mm. We as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we must be ready at all times, fifteen says, to proclaim for all to hear and see that Jesus is the Lord of our life. We have to be ready. We should always be proclaiming Jesus is the Lord of our life. We should always be thanking Jesus Christ. Always in, in our in, in our in our manner of speaking and in what we do. And what we do, we should show the world that we are the children of Jesus and we love our Lord Jesus Christ. Let them know. Shout it out. Shout it out for them to hear. And it says that the study so that you can be ready to share the word of God with them, we
0: have
2: to be ready all time. That's why you can't just pick up your Bible on Sunday and on Wednesday. You got to pick up that Bible all during the week. Pick up it all during the week. I heard one lady say, you should read the Bible at least two hours a day. Well, I don't know about that because I ain't read that in the Bible. But I'm just telling you, you should pick up your Bible at least one time a day. Pick it up. You need that word. You need that word. Pick it up. You don't know what it's going to tell you. You don't know what you're going to need. You know, you know what you're going through, but when you're going through, pick it up. You know what to do. God got a story in here for everything you done been through. God got an answer for it. If you pick it up, you'll find out. Find out. So did you just you have to be study to be ready to share the word of God with everybody you meet. You even got to share the word of God sometimes with believers, because they might go to church, but they just church sinners they people that sit on a row. They sit right near the church, but they don't even know. I've sat with people that don't even know, that's been in church 15, 20 years, and don't even know the books of the Bible. You gotta, I got to sit there and show them, turn the page for them. I've sat there with people like that, but I love them, love them to death. Because I believe it's your pastor's job to make sure that you know. The books of the Bible. You shouldn't be in the last Bible study, in the last Sunday school class, and you don't even know the books of the Bible. I got a problem with that. So I'm saying to you, study to show yourself approved. Because what are he preaching? He's the preacher. Yes, God has given him the word for you, but you gotta have a personal relation with God for yourself. You must have a personal relationship with God for yourself. And you must be able to share with someone. You don't know when somebody's going to come your way and need the word of God. And you stand in there, Christian, and you don't even know what to say. My Lord, help us. Help us these days. Lord, help us. Help us these days. Lord, help us. Mm. Sometimes we got to give people our testimony. Testimony. Testify, not test a lie. Testify, tell the truth. People know when you're lying. Testify about what he has done for you, how he has brought you out. Testify how he will do for you if you allow him to. Testify what what you allow God to do in your life and look how my life has changed. Let them repeat that story. Let them read it all over your face. Let them see it in your walk, in your talk. My God, let the people see it. Let the people you run into see it. Mm. Always be watchful on how you approach people. Always, because they are always waiting for you to slip up somewhere in what you say or do. Know this, Christians. Know this, believers. The world is watching, and they're looking for a way to to bring you down. They're looking for a way to, to, to curse Jesus. They're looking for a way. They're looking for a way. They think they're hurting you, but they're hurting the Lord Jesus Christ. See, I'm just a person. I love the Lord. But when you sit there and say all that stuff about God, it's God, not me. It's God. I'm doing his will. Not my will, but I'm doing his will. I'm doing my Father's will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch how you approach people. If you are going, if you are evangelizing in any church, in the beginners' class, and in, in the classes, in Sunday school, you should be being taught how to evangelize the people. You shouldn't just be sent out into the street. And if you don't know what you're talking about, please shut your mouth and let somebody else speak. You don't have to have all the attention. Especially if you don't know what you're talking about, please be quiet. Please let the Lord speak. And then if the Lord wants to speak through you, then let them speak to you. But if you don't know what you're talking about and you're guessing at it, you're playing. Please. That plan might send that person that you're talking to to their death. We might be the only Bible that people see. So please watch how you approach people, watch what you say. Give your answer to people with meekness. Mm. Speak to people in a humble way. Speak about God and all of his presence in your life. Not fear, not the fear, because you see the fear. People think they talk about, oh, I'm afraid because God's going to do this. No. Have all of them. Respect him enough to be able to do what he has told you to do. Respect him enough to be obedient. Let that person know. You say God, they they tell you about the story about how God, uh, how did God let my child die? It might have been your child's time. No, it's not easy. No, it ain't easy to tell them that. But it might have been your child's time. We a lot of times we want our our family, our loved ones to suffer that we want them to stay here with us. But if it's time to go, and God feels like they can't take no more, please let them go. Let them go. I know my mama's gone, and it hurts me dearly, but she suffered a long time. She suffered, and I don't want no one. I don't want to see nobody suffer like that. Is there anybody on the line right now who would like to comment on anything, any of the books that I've been talking I mean, any of the verses that I've been talking about, is there anybody on the line that would like to share? Share with me. Give me your opinion.
0: I'm waiting. My Lord, my Lord. I'm going to read verses 16 to 20. Having a good conscience, that
2: whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed. That falsely accuse you, accuse your good conversation in Christ. Seventeen says, "For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well doing than for evil doing." Eighteen, for Christ also has once suffered for sin, and just for the, and just for, the un, just for the unjust that he might bring us. To God, Being put to death in flesh, in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached into the spirits in prison, which sometimes was disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was repairing, wherein few. And that's what we were talking about at the end of the summary in the beginning of this book, in the beginning of this book, this chapter 3. As I just said, we must approach, we must approach people in a gentle manner, with a clear conscience, knowing that you that we have nothing to hide. We have to approach them in that way. If we're going up to people and we're sprouting lies. Nobody wants to hear what you're saying. Nobody wants to hear it. So that if someone wants to try to speak bad about you, it will be them that will be embarrassed when they see for themselves the life that you are living. All the rumors, you can spread all the rumors you want. You can talk about me like a dog. But as that song said, but I'm still holding on to God's hand. I'm still in God's master plan. See, look at my life. Look at my life. You talked about me. You did all kinds of tried to do all kinds of things to me. But look at my life. I'm still here. I'm still holding on. I'm still in God's master plan. I'm still in it. Be in God. Stay in God's master plan. No matter what they say about you. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on. Your hand may change. But God never does. Mm. So if someone wants to try to speak bad about you, mm, my God, please don't be embarrassed, especially if you know it's not true. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Live your life. As long as you're living your life under God, you ain't got to be ashamed. Nobody's going to be perfect. Know that there's no one. No one here is perfect. We all live our lives. We all got something. And If anybody tell you they don't, they lying. They better get. They better move for the lightning to strike them. We have to learn how to and strive to emulate the life that Jesus, Jesus, his character. We have to learn that. It ain't an easy thing to do, but please, please. I beseech you right now, pick up your Bible, start studying it so you can learn it. 17, it is better that we suffer for doing good than doing bad. Mm. Through this life, we will find ourselves dealing with these type of situations, but we must not do a tit for tat. That is not Jesus' way. You did this to me, so I'm going to do that to you. You know, God don't work like that. You ain't supposed to do, do a tit for a tat. You're not supposed to get even, have, have revenge on someone. God said, let me work it out. God said, let me fight your battles. God wants us to let him fight our battles, not us. God said, you are my child. I'm your father. I got this. I will take care of you. You let me take care it. of It might not be in a way that you want me to take care of it. But let me let you see the end result. Just you wait. Have patience. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. Proverbs three and five. And watch what the Lord do. Watching, him. watching. Him. Mm. Eighteen goes on to say that Jesus he suffered on the cross of physical death for our sins, so that we can one day repent and see our Heavenly Father and live in the Spirit for eternity, just as Jesus, just as he was raised to life in the Spirit. Jesus was raised to life in the Spirit, and so will we. So we we won't have no more bodies, but we will have our Spirit will be there. Our Spirit will live for eternity. It will live for eternity. 19 says, And after Jesus' death, he went in the power of God. At the power of God, they feared and preached to those spirits that had rejected his preaching when they were still here on earth. Now, what he's talking about is those prisoners. And it says in 20 here, Peter is talking about those prisoners who had grieved God so much that he brought flood to the earth. He told Noah, build an ark. I mean build a boat so that you can put two of each animal on. And, and and he said he we needed a husband and husband and wives on. He needed people on so they could they could produce more people. And produce more people. We could multiply. And Noah did it. Noah built that boat. They laughed at him. They talked about him. They thought he was crazy. But he did what the Lord Jesus Christ told him. It was only eight souls that were saved out of the whole earth. The whole earth flooded and everybody else died. But all those souls that would not receive the Lord Jesus Christ then, would not receive God then. God sent when Jesus Christ, when his son died on the cross, the plan of salvation was set in place. And when it was set in place to us, us sinners, us believers that sin, that we can repent so that we can ask God for his forgiveness repenting, asking God for his forgiveness so he can forgive us for our sins so that we don't die, so that when we get sick, we can get healed from the disease or whatever it is that's attacking our body. But God just didn't have that plan in mind. Listen to me. God had another plan, too plan planet went right along with that. He wanted to redeem those souls of old, those prisoners, because they was, they was prisoned. They was in prison. And we're not talking about people in the body. We're talking about spirits. Prisoners in their mind, because they, God had Jesus, because they didn't believe Jesus. They didn't want to hear nothing God had to say. They were doing whatever they wanted to do before he had the earth, before he let the earth get flooded. And his own son, once he was quickened to death, and once he became that spirit, my Lord, my Lord, he went and preached. He preached to those souls to redeem them. My God, come on now. He he, he preached to them so he can redeem them. He didn't redeem them with blood. Mm. He redeemed them. He went down there down the and set those those spirits free. Hallelujah, somebody. He set those spirits free. My God. Mm. Who died in the flood to redeem those spirits. Oh, how awesome is our God. He even redeemed them. He redeemed them spirits. Those spirits that died during the flood of the earth. In Noah's times, he redeemed them. He redeemed them. Hallelujah, somebody. Is there anybody on the line that would like to speak on any of the verses that I have shared with you tonight? Is there anybody that have a comment that would like to talk? Is there anybody that has a question that they would like ask, answered? Any anybody have a question that they have to ask, that they, that they want to ask? My Lord, Jesus,
0: Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm going to go on. I'm going to read the last two verses
2: of this chapter, and we'll be done. In verses 21 and 22, it says, 21, the life figure. Whereupon even baptism doeth also now save us, not putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. My Lord, my Lord, computer trying to jump on the place for me, but I got you. I got you. And 22 says, who is going into heaven? is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. The apostle here says that it was, it was that water that is the metaphor, Here's a metaphor, an example of what our baptism is of the day. God used that water to redeem us, not by blood, but with water, to clear our consciousness, bringing us from the bondage of our flesh to the renewing of our minds, our body, and our souls. And it is only through Jesus Christ's resurrection on the cross that today's baptism can bring about such change. But it is only if you totally surrender. I have personally went down as a young woman, a dry fornicator, and came of a wet one. But I said I wouldn't preach. He said don't preach, just teach. Enough of that then. See the connection after Jesus' human death. Mm after Jesus' human death, his spirit returned to those that perished in the flood and preached to them that they was not ready when they preached them because they was not ready to receive the preaching the message of God when they were here on earth. They didn't want to hear anything. God sent Jesus, his only begotten son, to free their souls. Hallelujah. And in 22, now Jesus has gone on to heaven and claimed his seat At the right hand of our Father, and all, not some, the angels, the authorities, which is the leaders, and even the demons, those powers that be, they now have to accept his authority. My God, my Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone on the line that would like to speak? Is there anyone who would like to share? Is there anyone who would like to talk? Ask a question. It's open. The line is open. Speak.
0: Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God,
2: my God. My God, my God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I'm a little wound up, y'all. I'm a little wound up. But I just thank God. I thank God for who He is in my life. I thank God for being Jesus. I thank God. I thank God for just being who He is. Hallelujah. I thank God for allowing me to be able to praise Him. I thank God for the words that He's left. This basic book of instructions, He's left for us to learn how to live, to learn how to survive. The (laughs) instruction. I thank God for how He has had the apostles, the bishops, the overseers, the pastors, the ministers, the evangelists, the teachers, to be able to get understanding, to give understanding to the people that don't understand. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God for equipping us so that we can equip others. I thank God. When I get to share the word of God, Lord, people laugh when I say this, but it's like giving a fat girl a candy bar because I'm a fat girl. I love the Lord, and I love sharing the word of God with you. I love breaking it down. I love looking it up, researching it, studying it to know what it means so that I can get it in my spirit so I can share it with you. And I pray that you can get it in your spirit. I love, I love studying the word of God. Oh, what a feeling. Mm. So deep down in my heart, I feel the word of God. The word of God Mm. is there. Mm. I can sing, I have the victory, hallelujah. I have the victory, hallelujah. The word of God gives me the victory. Please, y'all, please take this word of God. Take this word of God. Take this word of God. Mm. My Lord, my Lord, take this word of God. Engrave it on your heart. Know it for yourself. Walk in it for your life. Don't be left behind. Don't be left behind. The Lord is standing at the door of your heart. He's knocking. Open that door and let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Open that door. You open the door to anything else, open the door to the Lord Jesus Christ. Open that door and let him in. He's calling you. He's calling you. Time is at hand. Come on, y'all. Come on now. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Receive him. Watch the hope and the change that come in your life. Oh, how marvelous, how excellent is his name. Just calling on his name. I feel chills once through my body. Mm. My Lord, my Lord. It's such an awesome, awesome experience. The hope, my Lord Jesus Christ. The change that comes about, that comes in your life. Mm in your atmosphere, it's even changing, it's not just changing, you. it's changing your atmosphere. How awesome is that? God brings a change to your atmosphere. He gives you hope in your mind. He renews your mind. He gives you a new way of thinking. A new way of wanting to do things. A new way of saying things. Hallelujah. God, come meet my friend. My friend, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, Mm. Jesus, 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 Mm. how excellent, how excellent is your name. How excellent. There's none like you. There's none like you, Lord. There's none like you. Mm. It had a thousand tongues. I couldn't tell y'all how good he's been to me. And I ain't rich. It ain't about a material thing. He has changed my life. He has given me a new way of thinking, a new way of walking, a new way of talking. He gave me a new way of stepping. Hallelujah. I walk with a walker, y'all. I, the kids look and they laugh and I say, I got six ladies and you got two. But they don't know I can walk without that walker, too. Can't walk real, real far, but I can walk without it. I can get on with it without it at a time. My day is coming. I'm walking into my healing. I want y'all, anybody on the line right now who is sick in their bones, any illness that they have having in their body, right now I pray. That God will touch you in a mighty way and heal your body. It is by your faith that you shall be healed. By your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ that whatever is going on with your body, whatever has come to touch upon God's temple, you shall be healed. Believe and receive it. God will give it to you today. Believe it. God will give it to you. Don't do it for me. Don't do it because I said it. Do it for yourself. Let Him hear you. Let Him give you a peace of mind. A peace of mind when all hell and broke loose all around you. I tell you, I, I felt that last night.
0: I felt it.
2: Lord, I don't know what to do. But my Father, He kept me. He kept me in perfect peace. And I said, He. And I just look to the Lord, and I sing songs of the Lord, songs to glorify him. His ways, ladies, his ways, gentlemen, look on to the Lord. Try him. Try the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. Don't just take my word. Try it. Try him. I'm going to close out the line. Our bishop hasn't made it home yet, so I'm going to close it out. Mm. My Lord, my Lord, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this awesome time in the Lord. We thank you, Father God, for what we have learned tonight, and what is Amen. going across yeah. the waves, Father God.
1: Yes, yes, All yes. you're here. I've been here. I've just been listening to you and had it on me.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> i just been letting you have your way and do what the Lord has oh. given you to do. I said, let My me get God. in here real quick. Before you, you said, since you said, oh, the bishop ain't getting there. The bishop's been home. I've just been listening. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, God,
2: he's so good. He's so good. Ain't no more I can say. My
0: Amen.
2: God. Yes,
0: Jesus. Yes, Jesus. God, be the God. Glory, glory, glory. Hey, Jesus.
1: In the name of
0: Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Father Thank God. Thank God. Father God, we ask you to touch the pastor right now. Father God, Father God, Father God, whatever it is, Father God, we ask that You strengthen us, Father God. And Father God, that you straighten it out, Father God.
0: Father God, she,
1: she's doing your will and she's doing your purpose, Father God. She, she's meeting the assignments that you have put before her, Father God. And Father God, whatever it is, whatever it is that has touched her right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we bind it up right now, Father God. And Father God, we call for your peace that surpasses pastors all understand. That protects the heart and the mind. Let it rule, rule and abide in the body and her spirit right yes, now, Father God. God. Let your peace, mm, mm, let God. your peace move, Father God. Let her find yes, refuge God. in you right now, Father God. Yes. Father God, Father God, we all are going through something, Father God. Yes, Father God, we need you more than ever in our lives, Father yes, God. This God. is 2017, and just things we started out wronging, but Father God, we ask you. We direct us, Father God. And, Father God, we ask that you protect us and you heal us and you strengthen us because your Bible says and your word says that in our weakness you find strength, Father God. And you told us over there with 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 Paul, you said your grace is sufficient. Father God, let, let your grace of an increase fall on the pastor right now, Father God. But you said your grace is sufficient. And, Father God, yes. we, we take you at your word. So, Father God, we ask that you pour out yes. that peace, Father God. Let us see something yes, tomorrow, Lord. Father God, in her day that lets her know that you are there with her, Father God. Yeah, the yes, word Lord. says it, and and, and and we know you are. But sometimes, Father God, we got to see something to let us know that you are there. So, Father God, we yes, ask Lord. you just to show her your presence, Father God. Yes, because your word said that you shall never leave us or forsake us. So, Father God, with yes, her right now, Father God. Father yes, God, see, this, whatever is going on, Father God, you know. You know what's going on and you know what needs to be done. Oh so, Father God, we ask that you step in, Father God. Father God, yes, Father God, Father God. Father God, it, yes. Father God you can... You predestined her life, Father God. Yes, according to your will and your purpose. Oh, so we just ask you, Father God, that which you that which you have created her to be oh, to do in your kingdom, Father God. Oh. Father God, let us find a rest in place in you.
0: The Bible yes,
1: says Lord. that we can find rest in you. Father God, it oh, yeah. may be a time that she needs to find that rest. So, Father God, let us find that resting place. Let us find that place of peace. You know, Father God, God. we just thank you. We know we count it all done, all that we ask, according to your will and your purpose in our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you,
2: Lord. Thank
1: you. We thank you, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Oh, Lord you. Jesus. We're all going through
2: something. Uh, I'm happy. Amen. I'm at peace
0: Amen. and I'm free. Amen. I thank God yes, for free. Amen. Amen. Oh, my God. Amen. Amen.
2: Teaching this Bible study tonight. Working away. Yes. has freed so much stuff in me. And I just thank God, my God, people don't understand what the freedom that comes about, the understanding that you get out of it, how it touches your lives. You don't understand. Look at that word, see? mm
0: Mm-mm. And we hear you. Yeah. I'm done over here. Hello? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm
2: here. I was going to wait for you to close it out. No. I did did all Uh-oh.
0: the verses. All the verses
1: is done. Mm-hmm. All of them done. And this is your Bible study. <laughs> I'm just a participant.
2: <laughs> okay. Listen, let
1: me ask you
2: I, I respect authority.
1: I know you do, but this is your line. You got the authority. Did they yes, ask me the any? Did anybody ask me any questions last night after I finished preaching?
2: No, they just kept. They preached over you.
1: Oh, so they <laughs> they 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 just my whole sermon. Uh, a, yes,
2: two of us ladies. So you know, the you know what happened.
1: Because you know uh, what
2: happened?
1: No. Yeah. I sat, I I heard them talking, and I ended up laying here and I laid down on the bed because they were doing all the talking. And when I woke up, I went to sleep. When I woke up, everybody <laughs> was going off the line. So I figured they never they never call my name again or never said uh, or oversteered to do this or do that. They just went on.
2: So I said, I'm gonna ask you what happened. They start preaching. Mm. They started preaching. I said, "Okay, they they gonna okay, keep. They not gonna bring him back to the line, but they not gonna close it out. They start giving the opinion of what you see." So that was that, and they were long on it too.
0: Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, about ten something it was done. No, oh. I, I hung up. I hung up at ten 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 ten.
1: And they were still on. Yes. Oh, Lord. And you don't know if they ask my, call my name again or nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a doggone thing. But that's um, just so that God dropped a good message on them, that they had to expound on it.
2: Yeah. They felt left
0: out.
2: Father <laughs> so God. Guy- we thank everyone and whoever came on the line tonight. We pray that you you learned something tonight, Father. Father God. We pray that they learned something tonight. We pray, Father God, that something touched upon their hearts, Father God. And, Lord, right now, Father God, we just thank you, thank you, thank everyone for coming out. Young, young, young men and young men, young men and young women, Worldwide Revival, thank you. And we pray that you had a good time in the Lord tonight. But as we say when we're closing out, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We thank you, we love you, and we say, smooches, says."
1: No Sluchas. God bless <laughs> everybody. Everybody have a blessed and wonderful night. Give me a call when you get a chance, uh, Pastor.
2: I'm going to give you a chance to of be in the house first.
1: All right.